gotta handle the rock with flair and rhythm if you wanna be judged on wood grain and concrete courts in New York. This ain't no nickel and dime. It's dribbling dimes where scoring never looked this good. I guarantee it. But was your reputation built from the playground up? Or did you call next and they took that ish? Or cause you weren't as fast as police and ambulance sirens? Or as loud as Mr. Softy ice cream? No. You see, this is New York City hoops and prime time. As beautiful as the skyline, it's dribbling dime. Burn so sweet, blood boils when you speak, yeah. makes me weak, but I refuse to weep, yet when I sleep, I feel tears trickling down my cheek, on, stay baby. strong, pride telling me move on, my heart's fighting me, forcing me to hold on, yours forever, fell for you beyond measure, pure as ever, amazed by sins of treasure. What's up y'all, this is Emilio the Poet. Yo, what's good, this is Manny Digital. We're, we're taking a small break. Uh, with Dribble and Dimes episodes, stockpiling a bunch of crazy interviews, but we felt it was it was necessary to get on. Normally, I don't like to use the phone. Um, I prefer us doing everything in person, but I think the moment right now calls for us to kind of get out of our box a little bit and and do something different. The fact that uh we're getting together now is really all about our man Kobe Bean Bryant. Yeah. So, so Emilio, um, if you had to describe Kobe Bryant in in a few choice words, what would they be? Um, dominant. I think the guy was dominant, man. Like, um, I want to speak about an experience, man. Like, I, the Sacramento Kings and the Los Angeles Lakers series comes to mind when I think about Kobe because at the time, the Kings they had a pretty good team. You know, um, Mike Bibby, uh, Vladi Divar, Chris Weber, Doug Christie, Pedro Stojakovich. And I, 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 you know, I was, I was a big time Kobe hater. I'm not going to hold you. I'm not even going to lie. And I really thought the Lakers would lose, not just because I was a Kobe hater, but because I really thought that the Kings had enough to usurp this team. And, um, Kobe, who was guarded by Doug Christie, who was their best defender at the time. Yeah destroyed Doug Christie like if he wasn't like if he didn't exist like you would like he was doing fadeaways like Joe he would jump like four or five inches higher than whatever Christie had like it was just like he was playing by himself out there and for me when I saw that team that he was destroying a great team in the Kings and he went and he made him look like like nothing like the Queens right <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Big Daddy Diesel. Who? <laughs> Shaq Daddy. Shaq Daddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That that was like it, it it was fitting that he was a, a Laker, you know, because he was putting on a show. Yeah. Uh just like Magic did before him. And it was just fitting. Sometimes life is scripted that way, that it's, it's just the way it's supposed to be. I feel like in that case, that was fate. Like, yo, he he couldn't have done this anywhere else. Like that show belongs on 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 the Lake Show, I believe, you know, just because of what was what was the Lakers' history before that, you know what I mean? They've always been the talk of the town. He was Hollywood, basically, in the NBA, man. So that stood out for me big time, you know. Um, I, you know, I, I'm just, I'll be honest, if I could segue just a little bit, man. Like, it's very heartbreaking. 
I, I this is heartbreaking for me. And it's, you know, I didn't know him personally or anything like that, but I just feel like it's sad for me double fold because A, he was a young man still. And he, I feel like he still have, in my opinion, I don't know. I'm not God or anything, but I feel like he could have still done more just helping his daughter along in basketball. She was interested in it. And I saw clips of that. She broke my heart. Like, she's only 13 years old. For her to die in that crash as well, you know, just God rest his soul. Both of them, you know, God rest their souls. And, and uh, I don't think, I, I don't think that, you know, you probably would not find another person that had the work ethic that, Kobe had because you know the stories from him about work working out at four o'clock in the morning game day work out four hours to go home take a rest and then get get in for uh you know shoot around before games like yo who does that like who does that nobody he was already like no like right nobody (laughs) like like and and he was a superstar you know what I'm saying usually superstars probably lax a little bit and just chill or something I don't know I mean I mean even if you if you dumb it down to the common Joe. Right. Like you don't take a craft like a sport as I'd say, I'd say generally, like even if you compare that to the most, the consummate professional in whatever field, right. Outside of sports, they don't dedicate their time and life to that craft the way obviously Kobe that's well-documented, but you know, there's probably, a handful of others. I mean, Michael Jordan comes to mind. You heard yeah, throughout his true. career how seriously yeah. he took it. Um, but, I, 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 you know, and maybe that's because it's fresh in our minds and this experience yeah. is, is so right. unforeseen. <laughs> you you got to, like, you, you, you got to give the man all the just do because yeah. he, he – and I heard him say this. He said, I work – like if I had no talent because I have to make up for it because I don't have it, right? Like that's how he right. approached the game. And right. to for you mentally to put yourself in that mode, yeah. yo, that's that's a that's men, that's tapping into that additional percentage of your memory of your brain that most human beings just cannot actually do. Our anatomy doesn't yeah. allow us to. Yeah. Uh, and and it's it's amazing, right? And and you know, unfortunately, I know because of the star power that Kobe had, um, the focus of this tragedy is on him and his daughter. But the right. reality is, you had seven other lives that that perished. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That that is fair. I mean, it, you know what it is, and it's an unfortunate thing. In society, we glorify athletes, we glorify celebrities. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's, it is, it, you're right. You know, this is, and, and right. And, and, and my condolences to them and, and their family. You're absolutely right. You know, I'm definitely guilty of that. No, I, but we all, we all are. Like, that's, it's unfortunate, but that's, I mean, he's been in the limelight for so long and impacted right. so many lives because of that's that. True. I mean, true. it's, it's not fair, but that's just the way it is. So right. it, it's, right. it's unfortunate. But at the yeah, same I mean, time, like, that's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of lives and a lot of families that now are are left without because of this unfortunate circumstance. That's true. Um, and you know, I, to, to my in my defense, I think that um, I think they could have done a better job putting those the faces and the names of those other people up there as well, just just for namesake and just for recognition, uh, because uh, you know, just 
I think we do have to honor that. But, you know, lot, more than just two lives were, were gone here. And uh, it was it's something that I don't know these other people. You know what I mean? I, I have to read up on them, but I don't – we don't have the – even though I don't know Kobe personally, we all know of Kobe for all that he's done. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I think his legacy is just so profound. And it's so fresh in our heads because it was only like two or three years ago he's retired. So it's it's yeah. not it's so fresh still, you know. So I I agree with what you said though. I mean, but but shout out to T I know the news broke primarily. I think most people credit um TMZ for the news breaking. Um uh they also have posted in recent days, uh, I think in the last forty eight hours, you started to see the names and of the families with some descriptions of who they were and, and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. yeah, I'm glad that that happened because it's, it's hard for yeah. those folks as well. And yeah, you have to acknowledge the fact that those people are no longer here. Yeah, um, that's real. So, so what I wanted to do, Mr. Poet is, uh, yes, kind of go, go through, through our Rolodex a little bit and, uh, yeah. talk with some of the folks that have helped us make dribble and dives what it is. Could you tell us one of your fondest memories um, that you might have shared with the legend and, and fallen soldier, Mr. Kobe Bryant? Well, the year that um, I got invited to vet camp with the Dallas Mavericks, I think it was 96, and that was his um, rookie year. And um, I was in awe just because, you know, I was Shaq was on the team, I think Nicks Van Exel. A whole bunch of guys, and I was playing with Jay Kidd, uh, Jim Jackson, who else? Um, my brother George McLeod, uh, Jamal Mathburn. So it was crazy because one day somebody, uh, I remember that uh, I was checking in, you know, they called my number. So we both were checking in at the same time, and uh, we looked at each other. We, we, we shared some words, like, what's up? But it was it was really it was like a really humbling experience just to be in his presence. But I, at the time, I didn't know he was going to be this mega superstar that he became. And um, you just saw when he was out there, he he looked like he belonged from the beginning. Just his will, the drive he had. I always loved Kobe just because he just his his heart was bigger than. He had a big, a real big heart, and um, that's really what I loved about Kobe. That's how um, a lot of people that know me from playing ball, they always say the heart I played with, and um, I understood I understood him from that point of view because you know he always pushed himself, but he always pushed others, and that's something that a lot of people a lot of people don't have that quality. So when you see somebody with that quality, and then the fruit they bear from that quality is um it's amazing and it's um like I was saying before, God has the right timing for everything in life. So he's not here for a reason, but he did his job here and he did it to the best of his ability and he's gonna be dearly missed. But he's in a better place now and um sometimes we you know we try to find answers for certain things and only God has the answers and so um this is something that we all going to face someday in life, you know, and we can't run from it. You know, we just got to face it. And it's, it's sad that it happened this way, but I mean, I think he was prepared for, for anything that was going to happen in his life. And, um, he lived it that way. And he was uh, a prime example on how he moved, how he dealt with people. And, um, yeah, it's sad, but, I look at it in the sense that it's a blessing too, you know what I mean? So 
people were going to mourn. People are going to mourn. They're going to be sad. But um, it's just a learning experience for everyone that when you hear life is a moment and when you live, you got to live like you're going to die daily. So mm. he lived and now he's not here anymore. So, you know, but we, there's a lot that we can take away from this and from his personality, how he, how he approached different things. And basically that's it. You know what I mean? And you, you had a, a long international playing career. Do you, did you have a sense of his impact globally as you were playing in Spain and different countries you were playing in, did that ever, did that impact ever become something that you saw out there? Oh yeah, of course, of course. Even like, even with me, someone was saying yesterday how he spoke three different languages. He spoke Italian, Spanish, and English. Yeah. And I speak four languages, so it, it, it's crazy how the game transcend because of him, because he was so Worldly. versed in a lot. Yeah. Yeah. He was just so, I can't explain it with him. He was just, he was different, man. Kobe was a different type of dude. And, um, when you different, a lot of people don't understand it. And, um, it takes a while, but he was just, he was just different in a lot of ways, his charisma, his approach. And I think that this is what it is. A lot of people, when, you have that type of approach and that mindset. Yeah, people gravitate to that. It's, it, it could be overwhelming in the sense that it captivates a lot of people. And yeah, Kobe captivated the world, I think. Just the approach and the demeanor he had towards the game and how he respected himself, how he dealt with his family, just everything. And, you know, it speaks volumes. Yes, in fact. My, my final thought, a question for you. Um, you grew up you know, kind of looking up to, like most of us, Michael Jordan as the iconic figure. But when we were talking earlier, you had mentioned something about Kobe that I thought was actually pretty surprising, just given the era in which you grew up in. Do you want to take us a little bit through how, how you looked at Kobe versus versus Mike? Well, me, like Mike, I like Mike, but it was not like I was infatuated with him. Like, oh, nah, my, my favorite player was Magic. Yeah, and um, when Kobe came, just because the way Magic made everybody come together, and so when Kobe came on the scene, I just loved his heartbeat. That's what I loved about Kobe, yo, his heart. And that's and and, it, and it's crazy though, because when people see me, that's what they talk about. Oh, when he was on the court, he played. He played through his heart, and so. That's what Kobe did. He played through his heart. Yeah. And so that's what people loved about Kobe, that he played through his heart. And 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 he was willing to say, look, if they got to lean on my shoulder, lay on my shoulder, it didn't matter. You know what I mean? And so that that just goes to show you that he was just a person that he he moved from there. That's All his movements, everything he did was from the heart. So a lot of people, you know, I, I could – it's, it's crazy, though, because to me, my Michael Jordan was Kobe. And it's funny, though, because um, we came up at the same time. But it's just the way he just approached things, just his demeanor, like I said before. I just loved his approach, you know what I mean? It was always business, you know. Outside of that, he was probably different. But when he got in between those lines, it was a whole different, you know, it was a whole different approach. And 
a lot of people couldn't meet up to those measures because it's different when your heart is into something and someone else's heart is not. It's like you're not evenly yoked, you know what I mean? So yeah. you're going to have differences. But he was the special one, man. And, and and the beauty of it all is that the special ones leave early. And we just don't realize that. And he left early. And only God knows why he, he's not here anymore. So let him rest in peace, him and his daughter. And life goes on. It's going to be sad for a while. But, you know, he's in a better place now. And... um. That's all I can really say. Yo, thank you, brother. I'll let you get back to your day, man. Um, appreciate no. you sharing with us. No, y'all too solid. And then we'll, I'll, I'll hit you up during the week and see what's up. Perfect, bro. Y'all too solid, man. Cool. Right. Yeah, this is a tragic, 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 tragic thing right here with Kobe passing. You know, RIP to him, his daughter, you know, all the families. The people that were on a flight on a, on a helicopter with them, their families. Uh, you you never think your heroes, icons, would pass, especially in a way like this on a helicopter. You know, especially with Kobe. Kobe's the type of guy which you you never think something will happen. You know, this is the type of guy you know that, that's supposed to be here forever. Um, memories of Kobe. Personally, uh, during the Redeem team days, 2008, when uh, they came to New York for the little tour, I met him in passing. Um, just couldn't couldn't fathom that a guy, you know, my height, my size, score 81 like that. You know, this guy was just a legend. I remember playing overseas and before games or practices is just watching the Kobe highlights and trying to do dunks and turnarounds and things in the game like he did um, with the intensity and the focus. Um, just recently buying my son the Mamba Mentality book and he keeps it on his um, on his dresser. And I say, you know, to to you want to you can listen to me and listen to these trainers and everything that book is like the bible man open that book read that book the blueprint is right there study that and and correlate that into your life on and off the court you'll be successful man r.i.p to kobe r.i.p to his daughter r.i.p to everybody that was on a helicopter on that flight you know hug, hug your loved ones stop bickering stop fighting man one love Thank you for picking up the phone, by the way. I thought you were going to stun on me. No, I'm not. I, wouldn't, I already told you yet. All right. I, I appreciate that you've always been a man of your word. Jimmy Sturgis here on the line. You had a major part to play for a lot of these athletes at, at the ABCD camp. And I know you're a very humble person, so you probably won't acknowledge that. But I've heard it from many that you've played an important role. I know you had some interactions, and I, I think I even heard a few people reference your ability to to get through to somebody like a Kobe and others with your 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 program over at ABCD Camp. Can you tell me a little bit about what that was and kind of your experience with Kobe? Well, um, a colleague of mine um, and myself, we um, did psychology, or it was called sports psychology or sports counseling at ABCD. 
Kobe was in one of my classes. And certainly one of the things that you noticed when you watched him, he would sit up front and it seemed like he was a sponge. He wanted to learn about the mental part of playing a sport. Mm. I think he knew intuitively that, you know, you can be as great as you can be athletically, but without the mental portion, it's just going to be, you know, you might be running the mill. So he was completely, he bought into the, um, the mental part. He wanted to be the best mentally in, in, in order to play the game of basketball. And you saw that early on. I mean, I had a number of students, and you could tell the students that um, took this seriously and those who thought that they were just there, and, and it was fine. They were just listening, but they didn't actually take the information and utilize it. Got it. And what were some of the things that you guys taught as, as part of that, that course at ABCD well, camp? Well, we taught um, something called anchoring or um, stimulus response. You, um, you think of a time when you did something really well and you try to duplicate that mentally. Mm -hmm. So we tried to teach the students how to duplicate um, things when they really had a good game or really did well. And we taught them how to actually try to keep that. We also talked about getting in the flow because you can get into the flow if you can teach yourself how to do it. You know, sometimes we think that getting into the flow just happens. You know, all of a sudden you're in it and, you, and someone asks you, well, you know, you were in that zone today and a player will reply, yeah, but, you know, it's not like you can duplicate it. The great ones are able to be in the zone more than those who are not. And so you duplicate being in the zone. We talked about that. We talked about um, seeing themselves don't to come on the court only when you're prepared to come on the court. And that means when you step on the court, you're ready to play. So those type of things we talked about. Well, thank you, Mr. Sturgis. I appreciate you sharing that and helping us kind of paint a little bit better picture of who that man was, especially early on in his career. Well, he was certainly um, someone you admired from just at the tender age. I think he was like 18 or 17 when he was at the camp, when yeah. I was there. And you can appreciate someone really paying attention and really trying to learn how to be the very best they can be. All right, brother. Thank you so much. The book has been uh, an iconic figure for me personally, um, just the background, the St. Raymond background, and just some of the hardships he's been through lately. Like I mentioned, I, I wanted to connect with you, brother, and just get you some kind of experience you might have had with Kobe. First and foremost, you know, rest in peace to him, his family. That's one of the most devastating um, situations that I think any any human being can deal with. You know, Kobe, Kobe being Brian, he, he didn't live a long life, but he lived a very full life. Mm -hmm. And my interactions with him, you know, as the former director um, back in, I think, 2007, somewhere 2007, 2008, in, in that area, um, every time Kobe came to, to New York, he would, when they played the Knicks, you know, he, he would do a huge favor and auction off his game shoes. And, you know, this year, that year, I, I want to say it's, it's, it's just, you know, cloudy because of everything that's happened. I think it was 2007. Yeah. But he, he auctioned off his game shoes and we were in a, a, a boutique spot in Lower Manhattan, in Lower East Side. And the passion that he had for, for doing something to help basketball, to, to help um, push the game forward. You know, we always talk about being guardians of the game, but he didn't just talk about it. He, he lived it. You know, he wasn't, 
you know, he talked about this, this, this um, deal where he would watch great whites feed on, on, on their prey. How he, 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 that, that was his mentality. He didn't talk about, he, he talked to me about um, blacking out. It's like people talk about, hey, I work out. No, he blacked out. Yeah. So he went that hard. Right. And, and having an opportunity to at least have those conversations, with, you know, with him, it, I, I never thought that I would be talking about this and him passing. Yo, crazy. I thought he would live way longer than me, you know, especially, like I said, he's a guy who has everything. I, I, think, I think we overlook the fact that tragedy has no color. It has no creed. It has no, it, it has no number. And I, I would just share with anyone who's listening, make sure you hug your loved one. Make sure, like, whatever you have a grudge about, make sure it's important because life is the ultimate gift. And, and, I, and I've said some posts, and I, I've said on, on social media, especially Instagram, you know, I've said some things like I've lost everything. And I haven't. I, I've, I've lost what, what, what's made me comfortable, what's made me successful. No, I've, I've lost everything. From, from that standpoint, but I haven't, you know, Manny, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm going through everything that seems crazy. Yeah. I lose, I lose my career, but I have life. Yeah. I have life. Yeah. And that's what I think we have to, we, we have to, as a people, I, I know this, I'm going to be better at that. I'm not, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm, I'm going to be better at celebrating life. Terrence French's dad, I went to his funeral and on Saturday and you talk about, a dude that's been married for 52 years, his three sons are married. Like, love is the key. We have to love one another. We got to stop hating one another or hating things without conversation, without education. We got to love. And I'm not trying to preach this is not about that. This is about Kobe Bryant. And no one, no one in, in a million years would have thought this scenario would happen that he was doing something that he did normally every day, like brushing his teeth, waking up, getting on a helicopter, going back and forth. This wasn't his first rodeo. So I I want people to stop doing that and and, and sensationalizing. This is something that he did every single day. He got on a helicopter because he didn't want to deal with LA traffic coming from Orange County, getting to to LA. He did that as a player. But this man, for what he did for, for basketball, again, you talk about a you know, 20 years in the league. He gave the Lakers 20 years of his life and, and still giving them as, as a consultant. Mm-hmm. 20 years. I've become, I become emotional talking about, about this because it's real. Life is real. And, and, and I understand that this man is leaving behind a beautiful wife, beautiful children, a beautiful life. And he was trying to help basketball. He's a guardian of this game. Mm-hmm. And he's a gatekeeper. And as I said before, I complained about things that were taken from me. I, I, I complained about things I don't have. I got life. Yeah, if man. Kobe woke up with the same problems that I have, man, he'd love it. Oh, it's a fact. It's so a fact. It, excuse my emotion. You know, again, I'm, I'm this overly emotional dude nowadays, but. Nah, bro, this is, this is tough. And you've been through a lot, too. So that's, that's all good. Yeah. So, man, again, man, I appreciate it. I appreciate you, appreciate brother. We're here for you. You got my math. Got you. Appreciate you, family. So we're back. When when I think of Kobe, uh, a few a few things pop up in my head. Um, I I like many. When I saw the fact that he was committing to go into the league at a high school, uh, and the fact that it was Lower Marion High School, which was 
largely unknown in my mind. Like I, I didn't, yeah. I couldn't relate it with, you know, us being from the tri-state area. Like there's some notable schools that if, if Kobe was coming out of one of those for us, it'd be like, Oh, okay. Like we know that they got problem children coming out of there all the time. So it's, it's not right. that far fetched. Um, right. I, I fully did not expect a for a long NBA career to happen. From, from such mm. a young person, right? Right, right. B, I even further from my mind was the fact that he would be such a prolific being and significant embodiment of what basketball is, not just to the NBA, but to the global community. I started to understand right. that, you know, five, six years into his career when. Mm when a i started to really understand the cerebral part of who kobe was right because right. one thing is to be blessed with that athletic ability uh, it's a whole different thing to be blessed with also the the mental capacity to break the game down and force yourself to prepare yourself for the game in many different facets so like he took the way, you know, and, and now given the, the circumstance, you start to hear so many stories and so many people talk about him and, and what he meant and how he prepared and all these things. You hear over and over, he would dedicate whole summers to practicing like one move, right? Wow. And like that to me makes a lot of sense after the fact when I, now right. we see the culmination of his work, right? Right. But in the right. moment you didn't really understand like the level to which he was educating himself, both mentally, mentally and physically in in his approach to the game. So, so for me, Kobe Bryant, I didn't get to appreciate Kobe in, in full on Kobe mode until he was already super mainstream, right? Like eight, eight years into his career, I'd say is probably where, I started to really understand like, yo, this dude, this dude is not just an amazing talent. This guy, right. he will break you without touching the ball. He beat you. That's right. Because cerebrally, right. he already, he played chess long before you stepped onto the court and moved your That's first right. piece. You That's know what right. I'm saying? So like, right. and I could, you know, hindsight is, as they say, 2020, but that's right. kind of how, I see him, you know, 10 years, eight years, 10 years into his game when he called it from jump. He was like, yo, I'm, I'm going pro and I'm going to be the man. Yeah. And, and nobody really believed it because yep. how how easy, that, that's the hardest thing in the world to accomplish. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, it's funny you say that. I think that, um, I think he was a, a testament of greatness. Because I remember, like, there was a time that I was, I felt very sour about the game of basketball, especially the NBA games, because I felt like there was a lot of, quote-unquote, supposedly stars in the NBA that you could tell didn't take their craft as serious. But there were names, you know, there were just big names at the time, especially in the early 2000s. And not to shame any of those names right now, but it was just, I felt like, yo, son, like, God, you guys are supposed to, exemplify a little bit better. You guys are millionaires, you guys are paid, you got facilities, you got everything at your disposal. But then again, at the end of the day, I'm, I wasn't in their position. But that's how I was taking it because at the same time, I didn't understand that, yo, these are still young men 
who are probably first time ever, you know, from, 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 from the bottom to the top, basically. They probably weren't even middle class when they got this money. And they were just, you know, so it takes an exceptional type of person, I believe, to enter as a young man into all this money, fame, and stardom. Not let it go to your head. And not only that, work twice or three times as harder than anybody in the entire NBA at the time. When you got professionals and veterans out there. Like, I think that's another thing to be. Like, this man, like, we talk about Kobe cerebrally. That's what I think, for me, is, like, even more impressive. The kid was, like, what, 17 when he entered, 18 when he entered. Yep, 17. And he, from day one, like, I remember the Utah, that's why the Utah, and I credit his coach as well. Um... I don't know. I don't think it was Phil Jackson at the time. It might have been Dale Harris. But his last game? I think, no, 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 no. His first game. When he, when he, um, he shot that air ball in Utah. Oh. I think his rookie year. I yeah. don't know if you remember that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So I, but what I, what I love most about that is he, he, he wanted that. He, he, like, he's like, nah, like, if it, we don't lose, we're gonna lose on me on my back mm-hmm. at, at such a young age. Like he wasn't even experienced in the league yet, and he was like, no, that's how much confidence. He had about himself, like put the pressure on me, and he already had Shaq on the team, and he still did that. And I think that that mindset that he had already, like you can't teach that. That you, I feel like you gotta have that 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 wherewithal, that courage inside. So I think that that mentality, and and I'm gonna say this real quick. Now, I know I've been rambling, but and I'm not again my condolences, right? But here's what I say: like even the fact that we're talking about Kobe, like we're dissecting him right now in terms of like what made what we all think made him great. I think that right there is a true like it's kinda like a sacrifice of his life for the betterment of the entire human race. Because everybody could draw from something right now. Everybody like myself, like that how do you not wake up from that? How do you not look learn tidbits? And I'm not saying we all become Kobe overnight or anything like that. I'm saying this is tidbits that surely this is a learning experience for people. Especially young people, but like hey I, I stand to, to learn something for sure. You, know, you, you touch you touch on something. Um, so earlier, um, our cousin Pedrito, shout out yes. Pedrito. Um, yeah, shout out Pedro. Yes. He he was looking. He was on. I think it was on Instagram or something. And he yeah. he saw a post and he all I heard him say was wow. And I looked to him like, yo, you okay? Like it, it was. He was really shocked. Right. And and I'm like, yo, so what happened? And he's like. Uh, he read it to me, and I'm going to paraphrase because I'm going to mess it up. But basically, it was like, uh, we talk about our legends being eternal, right? Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In the context of Kobe Bryant, he's he left us in the physical, but he's with us all throughout the game. And then it went right. on to list, like, it's uh, Trey Young and his, you know, shooting ability. It's... Um, uh, you know James Harden and his step back. You know the, it, it just went yeah. on and on and kind of spoke right. spoke to all all sorts of examples of aspects of Kobe Bryant's basketball ability that yeah. manifests itself in the game today through many many players. And I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure if you spoke to each and every one of those people they would tell you point blank, yeah, absolutely. I studied Kobe to learn X or Y. Right. And, and so it kind of, when I heard him say that, I was like, you know, being devastated from this tragedy and losing him, that's that's weighed on me like it has many other people. 
Sure. But when he mentioned that, I was like, wow, okay. Right. Maybe right. it's maybe it's not as bad. I mean, it's terrible, right. but like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like right. I can I can still revisit him through all these different people that tried to emulate him in some way. And right. that, and that brought a bit of a calm sense to me when I saw that or when I heard that actually. So um Right. Right. It's, it's an eerie kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I do actually like that. Um, I think us, uh, we look at it from a more objective perspective because we didn't know the man personally or his family or anything like that. So what he gave us was the greatness that he possessed in, in, in the game. And I think that if you look around, like, I was, I, I couldn't even watch basketball, to be honest, two days ago when it first happened. I couldn't do it. it and, but I looked at on YouTube, I looked at, like, the the – all the all the players and the tears in their eyes, you know, like everybody crying, you know. It's like Kobe meant so much, especially to the generation now. Like, yeah. you know, this he was their Jordan basically. Right. All these kids were looking up to him. Like we looked up to Jordan, they were looking up to Kobe. Yep. And then this other generation following look is the ones looking up out of LeBron. So you're gonna see LeBron, you know, kind of kids. But this is the generation of Kobe right here. So it's like these are all his kids out here. Trey Young, Curry, Kyrie Irving. All these people looked up to him. You know, they, I mean, Kyrie still, he tries to emulate Kobe. Yeah. But when you talk about that, like, which is a, you know, it's, it's the thing is that, uh, and from a basketball perspective, he will always, he will survive. The beautiful part about it is from a, just from a, a basketball perspective, we got to see his entire career. Like he got to, we got to witness his entire career. It wasn't cut short like a Len Bias or the Celtics or, or Reggie Lewis or the Celtics or, or somebody just dying in the court or dying in the plane while his career was taking, you know, shape. You know, yeah. I think that would have been, I think that, you know, it's, it never would have been great, but it would, I think in my opinion, it would have been even worse. Like you, you knew this kid had potential, then boom, it just got snatched right from underneath us, basically. So I, I'm grateful that we all got to see at least what his greatness would be. And I think that will never fade. We will all draw from that and his work ethic and how he got there. So, that we're all blessed for that, you know. But yeah, yeah, that's true. You know, I, I I can't help but to think of his wife right now. Is again, I don't know them personally, but like, yo, like that's where my head is at right now because like she she's not only lost her husband, but she lost her daughter. You know? yeah. and I can only imagine. Like, I can't, I can't imagine. I can't, I can't, I can't. Because if we're crying over here, I see I mean, that lady probably hasn't spoken in two days. That lady's probably been in bowling instead. Like, she's gonna need. All the support in the world. So my my heartfelt condolences goes out to her and her her three kids for surviving kids, which is you know this is devastating. I, I really I don't know what to say. This is it's like we all lost a member of the fa- of our family. I feel like yeah. I feel like the whole the whole world lost a member. Yeah. That's how I feel, right? Yeah, because I, I we I feel like you know we all sad, all of us. Yeah, no, and it's I mean you saw the images in. And at the U at the uh, Australian Open, you had people right. wearing. You know, Rafael Nadal was wearing Lakers gear. You had yeah. um, um, soccer player. I forget his name, but um, you know he was putting up the two four. You got all these right. people. Like the impact was so great and so global. Um, it's it, it's a, a humongous loss, I think, to society. Yeah. But but I yeah. I wanna I wanna dovetail a little bit and kind of focus on uh, some more feedback from from some of yeah. our dribble and dimes alumni um so so here's here's another one 
with us is Mr. Rich Kostick. He was one of the uh, big dog directors at ABCD camp back with uh, Sonny Vaccaro and a host of athletes. I mean, amazing names and talents have come through um, that now defunct camp. What what can you tell us about your experience with him and, and who he was from, from your dealings with him at ABCD? Well, Manny, uh, let me just relate. Um, we had we had Kobe while he was in high school. Uh, we had him at the ABCD camp. I believe it was the before his junior and his senior year, which was 1994 or 1995 yeah. in the summer. Um, and and what I what I really remember what stood out uh, to me was his real interest in the academics at ABCD. You know, we had the, the kids had to go to classes three hours every morning as a requirement uh, before they had a chance to play, play basketball. And some of them were in shock over having to do this, but uh, you know, they responded, they responded uh, well, but, but Kobe, uh, he really got into the classes. I mean, we, we knew coming in that he had uh, was going to qualify for his SAT or ACT exam. So he didn't have to take the SAT prep classes. So he had a track of classes uh, that included uh, a sports psychology class where we were trying to get the kids to maximize uh, their, uh, their, their effort and their, their accomplishments in uh, in the classroom and on the court and in life, uh, so he had sports psychology. Then he had another class called critical thinking and life skills. Uh, then he had a class dealing with the media. And what stood out to me was his inquisitive questions. And after the classes, you would often see him staying behind just to discuss something that had come up in the class. Wow. And this was pretty unusual. I mean, I, you know, I, I was at ABCB for 25 years. And uh, I mean, we had a few guys over the years that would do that, but but Kobe was like every day, or you'd see him at dinner, uh, you know, take time to stop by and talk to a teacher, or or between games in the gym, uh, talk about something that had piqued his interest. Wow, uh, this this just stood out to me. And then, and, and you, uh, you you mentioned you mentioned it was unusual, and and that being the because. Kids that were there usually were about the ball, right? Playing ball. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean, listen. It was ABCD was a legendary destination. Uh, had earned that status yeah. over twenty five years, where kids knew they were coming to face, you know, the, the best competition uh, that the country had to offer. Uh, I mean, you know, I mean, we we had Kobe, we had Tracy McGrady, we had Stephon Marbury, we had, you know, uh, Le, LeBron. Uh, you know, just you, you name guys, they were there, you know, and, and, uh, the academics was part of that camp because, you know, ABCD was stood for academic betterment and career development. Right. And uh, we were just trying to get them a message that, uh, we hoped every kid that came to camp could make the NBA. But the fact was that it, that wasn't going to happen Yeah. in, in 25 years, we had, we had 5,000 kids come through the camp. And less than less than nine hundred of them uh, ever made the NBA. And That's the, just the fact of life. And, and these weren't just your run of the mill kids. These were it in their moment. They were the nation's greatest. Oh yes, no, I know, absolutely, absolutely. We we had Tim Duncan, 
you know, who's retired now about four, four, four years. We had, we had Tim Duncan. We, Oh man, we we just we had so many, so many guys. So that, so, t- uh, so came up over the years. So taking it back to to Kobe, um, he he was a, a sponge, uh, thirsty for knowledge, and really paid attention in those classroom settings. When in reality, most kids probably were a little turned off and just kind of going through the motions. Um, yeah, well, I, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna come back at you with that. Is that uh, our, our teachers were were really excellent teachers and. They didn't allow kids to go through the motions in class. Got it. Okay, great. You know, uh, so there was it wasn't you know it wasn't like kids could sit in the back of the room and 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 hang out. Right. You know, that's just uh, and and I rotated through the classes and if anyone was having an issue, you know, we would have a discussion about that. I would say overall, I mean, the kid the kids would like the classes because we had great teachers uh, who some of the teachers had been co- were also be. Besides being a high school teacher, they were also basketball coaches, so they could they could relate to the kid. But the other thing I want to say is that when Kobe when Kobe came back to the camp when he had been in the NBA in the NBA for three or four years, he came back to speak at the camp. And one of the I never forget this. One of the first things he did when he, when I when I saw him, and we saw each other and greeted each other, uh, he asked me, Sakasic, uh, do you still have the same?" Uh, the staff here, the same teachers. And I said, most of them are still here. And he said, oh, that's great. So that just came from him. That wasn't something that I tried to elicit from him. Uh, And then he gave a great talk. He gave a great talk to the kids. You know, he was just great. And if anyone sees the videotape of LeBron James uh, talking about it, and and it was was interesting with the timing of it. I went to ABCD camp. And he came and talked to all the all the all the kids that was there, and I happened to be one of the one of the kids that was there, and I was just I was just listening. I was just trying to soak everything up I could, you know. And I remember one thing that he said. He was like, "If you want to try to be, you know, great at it, or want to be one of the greats, you got to put the work in." LeBron was talking about that that he considered it an honor that he was passing him, but he related back to ABCD because. LeBron was in that audience, you know, and that's what the greats do. That's what the all-time greats do. They're hard workers. And I just hope, you know, that the, the, lesson, the lesson here is that part of Kobe's legacy was to parents and to, and to coaches is to share with their children and, to their, and, and with, the, with their teams is just how hard you have to work uh, as a student, uh, not just as a basketball player. And that Kobe Bryant was all about that. All right, but brother. Thank thanks, you. Manny. Thanks, Manny, for all that you do. I all appreciate right? you, man. Thank you. With, with us, we've got Coach Rose Byers. Tell me, what's the thing that, that you remember about your interaction experiences with Kobe Bryant? I mean, um, one is, is just his humbleness. Like, the way he come across, this is Kobe Bryant, you know. But when he, you know, he visited the, the, the center, community center, Millbank, yeah. where we're actually – have been um, honored enough to be one of the one of the sites in New York City to run his Mamba League. You know, something that's near and dear to his heart. Mm. Um, and we ran it last year. When he came in, like this is Kobe Bryant, but when he came, he was just so humble, just chatting with us and and hung out for like an hour, hour and a half, and wow. just um, you know, he shared his book with all the kids. Um, Actually, gave out maybe 300 copies. Um, 
one memory I remember is this young lady, she couldn't, you know, she couldn't keep up with any of the drills that um, all of the coaches was doing uh, during this particular um, day he came to visit. And she just went and sat up against the wall and started crying. And <clears throat> Kobe just walked over to her and sat right next to her and spent about maybe 10 to 15 minutes just talking to her. Um, it was nothing about basketball. It was just uh, emotions and, and what was wrong and just, just saw a caring figure um, as he was with his own child. And that was very humbling to see for myself and, and all the other staff that was there. And before you know it, the young lady was back up trying some of the drills and 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 was very and very comfortable. So um, being a part of that league and um, hopefully we'll be able to run it again this year. We already had our first clinic last week. Yeah. And, you know, again, offering um, skills and drills and coaching clinic for our coaches and running this league. Um, again, that's something very close to Kobe's heart. Thank you, Coach. Look forward to seeing oh. you soon, man. No doubt. Thank you. So as we close here in remembrance of Kobe Bryant, um, Emilio, any any last thoughts? Yes. Um I think for me, okay, I want to piggyback off what I said earlier about I used to be a Kobe hater, right? And the reason why is because I felt like he was very arrogant, even though he was so good. I think it was just the idea, like, you're so young and you're, you think you're this good, but you are, but I don't want to admit it because I'm like, yo, what are you, you're not supposed to be this good this soon, right? But that comes with just immaturity. Um, and I, sp- I say that because I saw Kobe mature throughout his career as well. And I guess it's just, it's, uh, you know, you, he, we saw him grow up before I, you know, and it helped me, you know what I mean? Help influence everyone else. It's like, oh, so you don't have to be a fan of the ass to be great. You could still be humble. And I saw him humble. I saw him develop relationships with LeBron James and people when I never thought that that was his personality because I thought he was, I thought he thought he was larger than life. And, you know, little did I know he developed so much great relationships with so many people in the NBA. And I thought that that was just a testament of his maturity. And I think if he could grow, anybody could grow. Because I thought he was the most arrogant prick when he first got in there. But, like, look at it, man. If he could do it, anybody could do it. So it's, again, like another learning experience. You know, we can all grow and we could all mature. And um, it's, again, my heartfelt condolences to him, his family. I, I really selfishly would have, this is another thing that breaks my heart. I really wish we could have got a chance to see his daughter because I saw some clips of, of of that, him training her, and like I really wanted to see what that looked like ten years down the line or something. But yeah. I guess you know God had other plans. I hope maybe his other kids pick it up. Or I don't know what you know. I, I, this is just from a very selfish standpoint, I guess. But that's just my opinion about it. Uh, I, I too, I would say I wouldn't say I was a Kobe hater. I I respected the man greatly, and I knew every time he set foot on that court it was going to be a problem. Like, it was going to be the worst night for the Knicks. It was going to be the worst night for whoever he was facing. Um, But I also did feel like there was an air of arrogance in him that that was off-putting. In retrospect, though, it... I feel like he was just misunderstood. Like, you you know, a lot of people say, I'm not not, uh, cocky, I'm confident, right? Right, but, right, right. But it's a it's a thin line. Like yeah, you you 
may be very confident without reaching cockiness, but to mm -hmm. the average Joe, it's one and the same. Right. So right. with respect to Kobe, I think he was so dialed in into what he was willing to accomplish and knew right. the sacrifices that needed to be put into play in order for things to happen that right. it might have like it might have come off as like yo i don't give a damn i'm the man this is what it is right. not right. not because he was just saying it like in the background the dude was the first one in the gym the last one to leave right the, the dude he, right. when when you see him yelling at his teammates or like you know exemplifying leadership it wasn't out of um, cockiness or I know I know better than it was. I put more work in than. Therefore, right. you have to listen to what I'm telling you because I I have run the miles to earn that sort of respect from everybody in his in his path. But it's not something that everybody was privy to. So for ev the common Joe. We was like, yo, who the fuck is this dude? Right. But in reality, like, you know, in, in now, unfortunately, you start to hear these stories and it was understood like, yo, Co Kobe was the man because Kobe was actually putting in that work. That's real. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That's a, that's a very good point, actually. I didn't, I, again, I think I was just myself too immature to even accept that answer back then when he first started. So yeah, I, nah, think, I, mean, you know, I, I think it was, yeah. I think you had to be in those circles to really understand it, to be able to right. not look at it that way. Right, right. So like, you know, and not only that, like I remember Phil Jackson saying he was, he was tough to coach at one point. Like he's grown up a lot, you know what I mean? But right. I think it was like what you said, he put in so much of the work. He felt like, nah, put it on me. I'm, I I got this, you know, I know what I'm doing. And, and yo, it's, who could argue with him? You know, five championships, he had like 12 all-star games. He won the Olympics, you know, like, I don't know. I, there's, you know, what, top four in all-time scoring this? Like, yep. there's really, you can't argue with the guy. Not, you know not at saying? all. Not at all. You can't say, you know, he, he, I think we were all wrong. You know what I'm saying? And he was right. And we we just got to eat that, you know, because sometimes, you you know, he, he doesn't look or sound like everybody else because that's what greatness is. It's unique. You know, everybody don't have that, you know, so – you got to just let it be what it be. Like, it's not it's not going to be the average Joe because that would make him like everyone else. And he obviously was not because he destroyed everyone. So, you know. That's a fact. All right, yeah, man. You know. So I, I think um, I, I think we're done, man. Like, we, we heard from a lot of great people, um, some great stories about their experiences with Kobe. Um, like I said, we're still kind of in, in our – Halftime mode, um, gearing up for season two, getting y'all some some interesting perspectives, um, tri-state area hoops, of course. So stay tuned. We'll be rolling out some episodes, hopefully in the back half of February. Um, and uh, in the meantime, we'll be we'll be teasing y'all a little bit on on the on the socials and putting out some information. So hopefully you guys jump on that. But uh. Yeah. For for dribbling dimes, I'm Manny Digital. This is Emilio the poet. Y'all have a good one, man. Rest in peace, Kobe, and all the rest of of the folks that that perished last Sunday in Calabasas. Tonight.
Spend the 